0: Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.
1: Today we have a crazy story of revenge on a terrible stepfather. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, I dated my best friend's dad to piss her off. I need to first state that I did not intend for my relationship with my best friend's dad to become that serious. I just wanted to get back at her for stealing my crush, but hey, I fell in love with him and she showed no remorse for her actions, so it strengthened my resolve to just go along with the whole thing. My best friend and I had been friends since we were seven. All my earliest memories were with her. She was like my sister and was almost always at my house. My family loved her very much, except my grandmother, who was very much old school and disliked the circumstances of her birth. My friend's birth was quite controversial. Her mother was married to an older man who was quite wealthy. Rumor also had it that he was quite possessive, controlling, and abusive. He didn't allow her mom to do anything for money. She was just to sit in his house and look pretty. When he married her mom, they decided to not have children because he already had adult children who were doing okay, and had their own children too so he wasn't going to deal with raising young children all over again. My best friend's mom agreed to this and people said she just did so she could marry him and enjoy his wealth. After they got married however, she started to want children and would talk to her husband about her desires but he was firmly against the idea. He also thought it was unsafe to have more children since he had gotten quite old and there could be medical consequences for having kids at his age. When my bestie's mom was in her late 30s and her husband was just in his early 70s, she started an affair with their young pool boy and he ended up getting her pregnant. It was the most scandalous affair, the pool boy who was a very handsome young man fled town and went to the city to pursue a career in acting. My best friend's mom was divorced and he left her with nearly nothing. He had to start over in the same town. She trained as a nurse and raised my bestie on her own for the first 5 years of her life. When I met my best friend, she was reunited with her dad who had become a TV star and was doing well enough to take care of her. For years, I was an awesome friend to my friend. I did all that I could for her and loved her with the whole of my heart. I even sacrificed for her and for the sake of our friendship and one of those sacrifices was letting go of a guy I really liked for her. He was the captain of the school's football team, and I was excited and very flattered when he asked me out. I was shocked that someone as popular and as cute as him was even interested in me, and the good part was that he wasn't just interested in me, he was crazy about me. We'd gone on an excursion to a different country and we sat together on the plane. On our flight, we talked about everything and I genuinely believed that he forgot about me the minute we got off the plane. It turned out that he didn't and hadn't stopped thinking about me since then. When I told my friend about him, she instantly became moody. I didn't understand why she behaved that way. To be honest, my friend had always been happy for me. Even when I did way better than her in school and my grades were up, she would be over the moon with excitement for me. I didn't want to dismiss her moodiness as mere jealousy, so I asked her why she was that way later that evening. She confessed that she liked the boy too. I was surprised because my friend told me everything but it never mentioned him to me until that day. I talked about him a lot and even mentioned that I'd give anything to be his girlfriend, but she still did not mention that she liked him. I decided that I wasn't going to let some guy come between my best friend and me, so I told her I was going to turn him down so we could both not have him. She hugged me happily, and I noticed the drastic improvement in her mood. I, on the other hand, was hurt. I cried myself to bed that night. My only consolation was that I got to keep my friendship with my best girl. When it comes to looks, I'm certainly winning. I've never been worried about being unattractive or anything of the sort, but I knew for a fact that my best friend was prettier than me. She was skinny, had the perfect figure, and looked like one of those models on TV. The only difference between her and the popular models was that she wasn't as tall. She had the perfect face and lips too. I would tell her about this all the time. Despite being pretty, however, she never quite got the guys she wanted. Granted, some guys were crazy about her, but she never liked them back. The guys she liked hardly ever liked her back. And even when they did like her back, they would somehow grow cold on her. It didn't seem to bother her, however, so I kept my questions about why things were usually that way to myself. It wasn't until we had our first big significant fight that she revealed how much it bothered her. Our big fight happened in college. We lived in the same house with one other girl that we'd met in college. A new guy moved into the building. I made him his first dinner and we became friends. All of this happened while my best friend was away for a week, visiting her dad and stepmother. They had just gotten married at the time. When she returned, she met him and they exchanged pleasantries. He then told her that he'd met me and our other roommate and that I made him dinner. Our cute neighbor would come over to our apartment to borrow stuff and stop to talk to me. At some point, it became clear that he didn't really need that stuff, he just wanted to talk to me. Anyone could have observed the chemistry between us. I didn't like him at first because I had just gotten out of a relationship, but I knew there was a potential and that I could like him in the future. He would ask me to go see a movie with him and my best friend would invite herself and be chatty all through the drive to and fro. I suspected that she liked him, and so to prevent what happened in high school from happening again, especially since I knew for sure that he liked me and enjoyed my company and that he was the kind of guy that I'd date, I told her that I had a crush on him. She laughed and said he was way too cute for me. I thought that was a mean comment, but I let it slide because it wasn't the kind of thing that-
0: If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.
1: She'd usually say to me, or anyone, ''Well, I think he likes me too. He's really sweet on me,'' I told her. ''He's nice to everyone,'' she replied coldly. ''Finally, our cute neighbor asked me out on a date, and I agreed to go with him.'' I didn't tell my best friend until I'd returned that evening. ''He asked you out?'' she asked, looking pissed. Well, yeah. She stormed into her room and slammed the door. What happened reminded me of what had happened in high school, and I wasn't willing to let my cute neighbor go because of her. When she came into my room the next morning to apologize for her behavior, I told her that everything that happened the night before brought back memories of the guy I liked in high school. She cried and confessed to liking our neighbor. Honestly, I wish my best friend would have said that since I'd had let a guy go once for her. She would just let me date this one. I wish he'd just let me have that one. I did not know what came over me, but I asked her if she wanted us to just let him be, which means that none of us could date him. She immediately agreed and hugged me again. This time I didn't hug her back because I'd expected her to refuse to let me let go of someone I really liked again. For weeks, I resented my best friend, and I didn't hide my resentment, but we soon got over it. We were okay until one evening when I noticed that she was looking very upset. What's wrong? You look upset. That's because I am. She then burst out crying. I don't get it. I'm pretty. I'm smart and I do all that I can. Why am I never enough? I didn't understand what she was talking about and tried to ask her, but she stormed into her room again and slammed the door. Our other roommate was our friend too. We met her as freshmen and we've been good friends since then, but I was closer to her than my best friend was. It wasn't until after two days of wondering why my best friend was avoiding everyone that our roommate told me that my best friend had asked the cute neighbor out and he turned her down flatly. That's impossible, I said when she told me. We both agreed to let him go. Well, she asked him out and he said no. He was quite mean about it too. I told her that I did not believe her, but deep down, I knew it was something I couldn't put past my best friend. That day I asked my best friend if what our roommate told me was true, and she confirmed it and cried. I just wanted him to want me back. Whenever I want a guy, he just never wants me back. That day I found out that she asked the first guy we agreed to let go of in high school to go out with her too. He didn't reject her, but they hung out together, hooked up, and then he ghosted her. The saddest part of it all was that she wanted and expected me to feel pity for her. She never even apologized for going behind my back to make a move on these guys. We continued being friends, but I stopped caring as deeply as I used to about her and our friendship. I also resolved to get back at her in whatever way I could in the future. The chance to get back at my best friend came when I started interning at an advertising agency that her dad often visited. My best friend owned the agency so he came around very often. My best friend has always been possessive of her dad. I wonder if that's because she grew up without him. She hated all his girlfriends and his ex-wife. Someone we knew once told her that she had a crush on her TV star dad and my best friend was so mad that she nearly hit her. When I started seeing her dad more often than usual, an idea came to my mind. I was going to seduce her dad just to get my revenge for what she'd done to me too. I generally don't take a lot of time to look good, but I started to put in extra effort whenever I was dressing up for work. I knew how men's minds work. Her dad didn't have to like me, but other men at work liking me would make him pay more attention to me. I became more attentive to how I looked and smelled and I got the desired results. Many of the men at work started to flirt with me and show interest. I made sure to make myself more visible whenever my friend's dad was around. I would find the flimsiest excuse to be in the owner's office. I'd then say hello to him and we'd have short conversations about work, school, and his daughter. I finally asked him out one evening at the birthday party of the agency's owner. I made sure to wear a dress that was trampy enough to show all that he needed to see. He was flattered that someone who was literally his daughter's age was asking him out. How do you think she'd feel about us going out, he asked me. I knew he was talking to his daughter, of course. I smiled and walked away so he'd get a great view of my rear. After a full month of flirting with him, I started to genuinely enjoy it. He asked me out and we went out together. He wanted me to keep our relationship a secret until we were sure about what we wanted from each other. I knew he didn't want to upset his daughter, so I told him I understood but I secretly told someone who was a freelance photographer at the time and was trying to get his hands on paparazzi photography where we were going to be. One night we went out together, I wore my best trampiest dress, and just as we walked out of the restaurant together, our pictures were taken. The week after, the pictures were all over the news. It made news because he had just gotten a divorce, and everyone wondered what he was up to in his love life. My best friend found out and had a meltdown. Luckily, I wasn't around when that happened. I was in her dad's home. She called me too many times, swearing and cursing me out. I returned her calls later and pretended to be confused about her anger. When she kept ranting, I told her to deal with it and reminded her that she went after guys we both promised to give up, and she did that twice. She tried to appeal to me, even mentioning her daddy issues and how it would break her to see me and her dad together, but I refused to listen to her for months she called to curse me out and swear at me i had to threaten to end our relationship for her dad to step in and let her know that we were both adults who knew just what we were doing our relationship was so good that i eventually got married to her dad of course that spoiled the end of our friendship but i didn't care she was selfish and i learned my selfishness from her I mean, it's a very unorthodox relationship and one that I'm sure makes a lot of people uncomfortable considering the sheer age gap. But I guess if OP's happy, all I want to know is, is did they send the friend a wedding invite? That said, our next story is getting revenge on my drug-dealing stepfather. I might not be supported by a lot of people when I say this, but I think step-parents are the stuff of nightmares. Sure, some of them end up being the father or mother who stepped up, but more often than not, they're a terrible, terrible idea. I'm a 28-year-old male, and I was the first son in a family of seven, three boys, two girls, and two parents. We became five after we lost our father and my twin brother to a workplace accident. To date, I feel guilty about the fact that I only survived because I was being naughty and hiding from both my father and brother. They were hit by a truck while they crossed the road, and I watched the entire thing happen. I was about 6 years old when this happened, and my mother became a widow and had to raise 5 kids on her own, the youngest being barely a few weeks old. Young as I was, I understood that things were no longer the way they used to be, and I did my best to stay out of her way and take care of my younger siblings the best that I could. I was forced to grow up literally months after I turned 6 because of the situation at home. Despite it all, my mother was still kind as ever to us. Taking her Josh after working double shifts during the day to go through homework with me and my siblings and tuck us into bed before she would go for an extra shift at night. At the Josh, we had no idea, but she also worked as an exotic dancer on the weekends too, just to make ends meet. For about two years, she worked alone to keep us warm, fed, and happy. Till one evening she brought someone home, who she introduced to us as her new friend that was going to be coming around a lot. Instinctively, my younger siblings were averse to him because he was still a stranger and even though it was still subtle at the time, he was disrespectful to our mom. As the oldest, I had to be nice and put on my best behavior to show my siblings that he was harmless. And he was, in the beginning, we'll call him Josh. Josh was in his late forties, about 10 years older than my mother and he was just a regular old man. He liked fishing and would often take my brother and me alongside him giving us bags full of bait that we would need to throw at the fish. Josh worked as a bouncer at some prestigious nightclub or event center, so he made reasonable money. And because he worked mostly at night, he usually helped to take things off mom's hands by offering to babysit us while she worked. When we were around him, he openly said bad words around us, smoking and offering us beer around his friends, who were also big burly men that had no idea how to act around kids. When i turned 10 my mother got married to josh in a small church by our house and it was just us her kids and some of josh's buddies i was excited to have a full family again sure i still missed my father and brother terribly but being a kid meant that i got teased for having just one parent who was barely even present for school events because of how much she worked josh worked a little less during the day and the thought of him being around for father son and father daughter events excited me more than anything Within weeks of becoming our stepfather, Josh insisted that we called him dad, threw out nearly all the old pictures of our dead father that still hung around the house in the garage, and threatened to hit anyone who would bring them back into the house. We knew he was a pretty aggressive person, but having him be openly violent to us was a little different from what we were used to. Over the next few years, Josh grew more and more violent. He drank all the time, went out for days on end, and always reeked of alcohol and marijuana. The only advantage of having him around was that he paid some of the bills at home enabling our mom to drop a few of her jobs and work on taking on one full-time one to her josh was the perfect man big and strong enough to protect her and her five kids and mean enough to send people running at just the sight of him when i was about 16 both of my little sisters were about 12 and 10 and they had started to go very quiet and reserved Anyone who has little sisters knows that they are the loudest and most annoying creatures on earth. I noticed their silence for a while and it took a lot of poking for them to admit that our stepfather Josh had started spanking them whenever they did something wrong. This obviously didn't sit right with me and I brought the matter to my mother, letting her know that it wasn't very appropriate. She argued, telling me that he was also their parent and so it wasn't bad that he disciplined them. After a lot of back and forth, She finally agreed to speak to him. Barely even two days later, I returned from school to find Josh in the garage, taking apart my late father's motorcycle, one of the few things that he had left us. I was waiting until I turned 18 to begin riding it, and here Josh was, dismantling it as if it were a Lego. I ran in to stop him, and he grabbed me by the collar, beginning to beat me up and calling me a snitch. Imagine a huge, 6-foot-tall, 50-something-year-old beating up a 16-year-old. For someone as drunk as he was, he was also incredibly strong, hurting me until I passed out. When I woke up later, my mother was cleaning up my wounds, cussing me out for upsetting Josh. After this encounter, all four of us, my siblings and I, became deathly afraid of him, steering completely clear of him. Our mom didn't care much, saying that we just didn't know how to act around her dear husband and that she was the only one who could really handle him. It wasn't until he hit her over his too-salty dinner that tasted perfectly fine, by the way, that she knew he wasn't controllable. He was just a monster. Verbal abuse got worse. Josh cussed at my brother for playing tennis, calling him gay for playing a woman's sport. In some twisted way, he praised me for playing basketball, a much manlier sport. He forced us all to go fishing with him and his friends, laughing when they said inappropriate things about my very underage sisters. At 17, I finally opened up one of the bags of bait that we were usually told to hold on to find bags of neatly packaged white substance powder. I had no idea what it was and alerted my brother about it. We stole one of the small bags and went home, experimenting among both of ourselves with what could be in the bag. It was the first time we ever got high, and it was terrible. My heart beat so quickly that I genuinely thought I was going to die. My 15-year-old brother passed out cold, going straight to sleep and waking up almost 24 hours later, while the opposite happened to me. I was wide awake with a palpitating heart for almost 48 hours, only passing out when my worried mother gave me a glass of warm milk and honey. I came to the very smart conclusion that my stepfather was a drug dealer and he'd been using us to transport his drugs to and from his customers at the riverbank under the guise of fishing. It was no wonder why he had so many friends there. We couldn't let Josh know that we knew his secrets, because it would mean death for us. But we saw it as an opportunity to let our mother know. Maybe it would finally be the thing to make her leave him for being abusive to her and us. My mother's response was a shoe to the head and a hushed yell about how we needed to mind our businesses or we could end up just like her. She proceeded to show us her severely bruised body from where he hit her. The sight made me really mad, and I promised myself that I would get my family free of this crappy and heartless man before I had to leave for college. By the summer before I resumed college, I had filled out a lot from all the sports I did at school, So I got a job as the cleaner at one of the clubs that Josh used to work at. While there, I got a lot of gossip about my stepfather, including the fact that he was actually a legitimate drug dealer and that was the reason why he was fired from the job. He told us that it was because he was trying to protect a girl from getting assaulted. My initial plan was to take all of the evidence to the police so that they could arrest Josh and take him away, but I had to be a little careful so I wouldn't get incriminated. A month into my job, I was leaving work and a young girl walked up to me. She looked pretty young but was obviously heavily pregnant despite the layers of clothes she wore. She said her name was Anna, fake name. She was 15 and that she needed to tell me something really important. I took her to a restaurant, got her lunch, and then we proceeded to talk. Anna told me that my stepfather was the father of her child. A 15-year-old was nearly 8 months pregnant with my 52-year-old stepfather. I didn't believe her at first, wondering if she was just doing it for attention or something. But then she mentioned that she wasn't the only girl that Josh had gotten this way with. She mentioned a few names, girls who used to be friends with my sisters and then changed schools or just stopped coming by our house. All of a sudden it made sense to me. The complaints that my little sisters made about him being inappropriate and how our mother brushed it off as him just being affectionate with his stepkids. I wasted no time in calling on my brother and we took Anna to the police station. Together we filed a case against him for impregnating an underage girl, drug trafficking, and domestic abuse against his wife and stepchildren. Josh was used to paying off some of the police to overlook his messed up behaviors, but there was only so much that can be covered up. He was busted at the riverbank where he sold drugs with two other kids Apparently, he used children to transport his stuff because the police were less likely to suspect kids of holding bags of… bait? And it generally made him look like he was a more responsible person. The court case was messy to witness because there were so many testimonies against him that, in the end, he was looking at spending over 70 years in prison with all the accrued charges. He had to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars in damages to my family, as well as in child support for Anna whose parents had thrown her out. My mother agreed to take her in, because it made her feel a tad better about ignoring all our warnings about Josh and his terrible nature. I can't recall how many years Josh got in the end, and it's been about 8 years since the entire incident. My siblings and I still laugh about how we were getting raised to have drug dealing be a family business. But the trauma that came with it was not in any way hilarious at the time. Once I started earning a reasonable enough salary, I put myself in therapy because some of these things stick with you, no matter how hard you try to shake them off. Anna and her kid live just next door to us, and he likes my brother more than the rest of us. He's a little star, and my siblings and I are working on being better parents to him than Josh ever could have been. This guy is definitely up there as far as one of the biggest monsters I've read about in a while. It's definitely not my place or our place to pry, but I'm kind of curious how OP's relationship with their own mom was after this fact, when all of these things did come out. OP mentions that she took Anna, the girl that Josh had impregnated in and helped take care of her, but I'm kind of curious how strained the relationship was between the mom and their own kids once Josh was finally gone.